Well, turn with me in your Bibles this evening, please, to the Gospel of John. We're turning to the Gospel of John in the chapter 14. I would like to speak to you under the words that the Lord Jesus Christ said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14, please. And we're going to read from the first, the verse 1. And we're just going to read the first six verses in this particular passage. If you don't have a Bible with you, don't worry, I'll read the words as clearly as I can. And I trust that you'll, that what we say this evening uh, would be very simple and that we all would be able to understand what is said. We're going to read from God's Word in chapter 14 of the Gospel of John. And this is the Lord Jesus Christ himself speaking while he was here on earth. And this is what he said in verse 1 of the Gospel of John in chapter 14. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. We don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. And we trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts this evening. You can take a look at a world globe, when maybe in your house, and you can spin it around and you can see all the countries and places that exist in this world. You could even do a Google search for some of these places on the internet and you'll see many beautiful places described. Countries, places that you may feel is are just quite near to paradise. They look idyllic. And it may be the golden strands of the seashore. It may be the moist tropical forests of the Amazon. It may be the majestic mountains of the Alps. It may be even closer to home where the mountains of Morn sweep down to the sea. Many places on earth, luxurious, exotic resorts. And many of them, if we had a choice to live in a place, we might say, well, I would like to live there, or I've been there on holiday, or I've seen photographs of it, or I saw a program on television about it. And if I could live anywhere... I would live there. Maybe you've said that before. Somewhere that you wish you could live. Somewhere beautiful. Somewhere exotic. But I'm sure that none of us would say that we would want to live there forever. Is that not true? There's no place on earth that I would want to live forever. Because you see... The problem with no matter what part of the world you go to, no matter how beautiful it is, the problem is that we can never change what's in our hearts. And we can never change the environment that surrounds us. No matter what place we go on earth, we find what the Bible calls sin, we find lawlessness, we find crime, we find abuse, we find addictions, we find selfishness, we find these awful things that mar the beautiful creation no matter where we go. Now, 
However, the Bible says that there is a place where there is no crime. That, that there is a place where there is no violence. There is a place where there is no sickness. There is a place where there is no sadness, no more tears. A place where there are no more heartaches and there's no more pain or death or burdens. And you know, as we look around our world and as we watch the news and we see the ongoing war in Russia and Ukraine and many other things, and as we look at that and we see bloodshed, in this place that's described in the passage we've read this morning, there's no rich and there's no poor, there's no prison. People never grow tired, people never grow old. No one ever says goodbye in this place. There's no disappointments there, there's no failures, there's no wrong, there's no accidents. You can travel for miles along its roads and you'll never encounter a funeral procession. You'll never find a cemetery, you'll never find a hospital or a doctor or a nurse. There's no chemists, there's no medicine, because there's no one sick. There's no drunkards, there's no rapists, there's no terrorists, there's no child abusers. There's no broken homes. There's no death. There's no people who are who struggle to hear. No blind, no disabled, no homeless. What a place this is. It's a real place. And here in our passage this evening, we're hearing some of the parting words of the Lord Jesus that he had for his disciples as he knew his hour had come, that he would go to the cross of Calvary. And as he comforts his disciples, the first thing he does in this passage is he reminds them of this place called heaven. You may say, the place that you've just described, Peter, it's not real. Well, the Saviour speaks with such confidence of this place that he's gone to prepare for his own. And I believe every word the Lord Jesus Christ spoke, heaven's a real place. And the question that needs to be asked to you this evening is, are you going there? And are you sure that you're going there? I want you to see firstly this evening the reality of heaven. The reality of heaven. According to Christ, heaven is a real place. Listen to his words this evening as he says in verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Dear friend, this evening, heaven is not a product of religious imagination. It isn't just a place that we make up to help us deal better with the reality of death. Heaven is the place where God dwells and where the Lord Jesus sits today at the right hand of God the Father. And there are many descriptions of heaven throughout the Bible. Peter describes heaven as a kingdom and a country. The writer to the Hebrews describes heaven as a country and a city. John, in our passage this evening, describes heaven for the believer as home. And in the book of Titus, in chapter 1 and verse 2, we read these words, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, heaven is the place of eternal life. I wonder, can you say with full confidence tonight that heaven is your home? 
I wonder if you know tonight that when you die, that you will spend the rest of eternity in this wonderful place called heaven. You know, it's possible to know with confidence that you're going to heaven this evening. There's good news for you tonight. That's what the gospel message is. It's good news. And heaven, it's a real place. I want you to know, heaven, it's a prepared place. It's a prepared place. The Lord Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. But how you must realize that heaven is a place that is only for those who have prepared themselves. In order for us to get to heaven, we must trust in Christ as our Savior. You see, the Lord Jesus only promised heaven to those people who have been born again. Only those who have trusted Christ as their Savior will see the shore of heaven. You see, not only is heaven a prepared place, it's a perfect place. It's a perfect place. As the Lord Jesus speaks about heaven, we're reminded that it's a perfect place. It's a happy place. He says it's a happy place. I don't know what storms you go through in your life this evening, in your home, in your own mind, in your heart. I'm sure there may be storms that rage. And in the book of Revelation, in chapter 21, we read this, that heaven is a place where there's no more sea. And you know, sea, it separates It separates friends, it separates families, but there's no sea in heaven, no more separation, no more heartaches, no more problems, no more perplexities, no more distress, no more arguments, no more fights, no more breakups, no more walkouts, no more disasters. It's a happy place, heaven. And maybe in your life at the moment, it feels like it's such a mess. Some situation in the family that you can't resolve, Maybe you feel that the only way, feel the only way you can get away from the troubles of this world is to turn to alcohol and drink your problems away. You know that all our own efforts to get away from our troubles, they'll never work. Alcohol only creates bigger problems. You know that. Maybe the word home brings up memories of a horrible place to be. Maybe home could mean a mother that was beaten. Maybe it was you that was beaten or abused. Well, that's not what this home described in Scripture is. It's a perfect place that the Lord Jesus speaks of. It's the place called heaven. It's a perfect home. And it's the most perfect home that you and I could ever want to go to. A home of good memories. A home of good things. And a home that's permanent. Heaven, it's a prepared place. For people who have prepared to go there. It's a perfect place. But I want you also to think of the people who are in that place. The Lord Jesus calls it my Father's house. God the Father dwells there. God the Father dwells in a place of perfect peace and joy. And the people in heaven are only those who have prepared to go there in this life. You see, yes, we can see the reality of heaven. But I want you to see, secondly, this evening, the way to heaven. I want you to see the way to heaven. You see, Thomas, in our passage, asks a very important question. And it's a question that we must ask as well. Look at what Thomas says in verse 5. It says, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? How can we know the way to this place of perfection? This prepared place. 
And in very simple terms, the Lord Jesus, he speaks to you this evening. These words are not my own that I'm about to read. These are words from the lips of God incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says directly to you, dear friend, this evening, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is the way to heaven. The Lord Jesus, he says, I'm the way. He is the one we must follow. A child on one occasion said this, Heaven is where you get everything you want. But if you want everything, you'll not get there. There was a rich man, a young rich man in scripture, who came to the Lord Jesus on one occasion. And he asked, how can I inherit eternal life? Do you know what he was asking? He was asking, how can I get to heaven? And the Lord Jesus answered him. And he says, well, have you kept the commandments? This man said, oh yes, I'm a good religious man. You know, I've kept the commandments. But the Lord Jesus, knowing his heart, and he knows your heart this evening. The Savior knows that you and I could never keep the commandments. So we know that keeping the commandments could never get us to heaven. The Savior knows that sin, your sin will keep you out of heaven. And he knows your secret thoughts. And the Lord Jesus, he turned around to this rich young ruler. And he said this, what I want you to do is I want you to go and sell all your goods, everything that you have, and I want you to give them to the poor, and I want you to come and follow me. You see, this man's problem was his riches. That was the sin that, was the sin that he held on to. He loved his riches. But for you, it could be something different. You see, this man, he wouldn't accept the right way to go. The Bible says that the man looked very, very sad because he was very, very rich and he wasn't willing to give up his riches for Christ. What is it that you're not willing to give up for Christ? Let me tell you something. Listen well, it could cost you eternity. You see, salvation is free, dear friend, in one sense. The Lord Jesus at the cross has done all that is needed to be done for you, for you to go to heaven and to be saved. The Lord Jesus paid the price for you to go to heaven. Can't you see him as he hangs on the central cross with that crown of thorns upon his head and as the blood flows? Can you not hear the cries from the cross as the wrath of God is poured upon him that you and I deserve? And instead, the Lord Jesus Christ, the wrath of God, is poured upon him. And all this he does to open up the way to heaven for you. He gave his life for you. He gave everything, all that he had, so that you could be assured of heaven if only you'll trust him. You've got to give everything and you've got to forsake your sin and you've got to fully give yourself into the hands of the Lord Jesus this evening. And the big problem that stops us getting to heaven is our sin and we love our sin. And just as the devil needs all of you to take you to hell, Christ needs all of you to take you to heaven. Our world today says that just uh, that all roads lead to Rome. Remember they used to say that. All roads lead to God. All roads lead to heaven. And as long as you're sincere, as long as you have high morals and you live to love your neighbor and you do your best, how could God close you out of heaven when you die? People say that. And that's what the world says. 
But do you know what God says? Do you know what the Lord Jesus said? He says, no. The Lord Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man or woman comes to the Father, gets to heaven, but by me. There is one way to heaven, and it's the way of the cross that leads home. I wonder, can you see it? The route to heaven, the way to heaven, it's a person. Not a principle, not a practice, not a precept, not a philosophy. It's a person. The Ten Commandments, the church, religion, prayer, charity, none of these things will get you to heaven. None of them are the way to heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ is the way. And if you're trying to go any other way, let me tell you something in love to your friend tonight. You're going the wrong way and you're on your way to a lost eternity. Listen carefully, the Lord Jesus, he is the only way to heaven. And therefore, as a preacher of the gospel, it's my responsibility to tell you that every other way is leading to that place called hell. And hell is a place where there's no rest. It's the place where there's no peace. It's a place of eternal torment. It's a place of separation from God forever. And I plead with you tonight, dear friend, to realize that your only hope to see the shore of heaven is found in a man and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. A pioneer missionary in Africa tells how he was taking the gospel to a new tribe far to the north. And with, his, with the other missionaries that were with him, he arrived at a village beyond which the others and those who had been leading him refused to go. And the missionary appealed to the local chief And he asked, was there someone in his village who could act as his guide uh, to direct him to this tribe that was in the north? And the chief, he summoned a man, and this man was tall, and he was battle-scarred, and he was carrying a large axe. And a bargain was made, and the next morning the missionary set off through the bush following his new guide. And the way became increasingly rough, and the path had all but disappeared. There was an odd mark blazed on a tree occasionally on the narrow path. And finally the missionary called it all to a halt. And he asked the guide if he was sure he knew the way. And the man pulled himself up to his full height. And he said, white man, do you see this axe in my hand? Do you see these scars on my body? With this axe I blazed the trail to the tribal village to which we go. I came from there. These scars I received as I made the way. And you ask me if I know the way. Before I came, there was no way. And he said, I am the way. Let me tell you something. The Lord Jesus came from glory. And now he he was on his way back to heaven by the way of the cross. But before he came, there was no way. But the scars of Calvary on his body attest to the price that he paid to blaze that trail for us back to God. He points to his scars and he says, I am the way. And he's the only way. But also I want you to see that the Lord Jesus is the truth. You see, you can be sure of this message. Absolutely everything that came from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ was absolutely true. He never contradicted himself. His word is perfect. In fact, at the beginning of the Gospel of John, we learn that the Lord Jesus, he is the very word of God. 
We can have full confidence in all that the Lord Jesus has to say to us. The Bible tells us that he was full of grace and truth. And in a world where we can't trust the media, where lies are constantly being shared through many different forums and social media and all over the place, there is one thing that has never changed over the entire course of the history of this world, and it's this. God's word is true, and it's never changed, and it will forever endure. And we can have full confidence in this book before us this evening. The reason that we can have full confidence is that it's true. And it will endure forever. Therefore, when the Lord Jesus tells you this evening that he is the only way to heaven, we can know that it's absolutely true. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Will you not bow the knee and repent tonight? Will you not trust Christ as your saviour? He has done all the work and you must confess your sin. And God's word tells us he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I am the way, says the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and finally he says the life. The life. You see, you can be satisfied. You can be satisfied. You know, there's a southern gospel group from Scotland. They no longer sing together. They're called the Gospel Heirs. And they used to sing a song that said, Satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied with Jesus. He said he would be my comfort. Said he would be my guide. And as they say, ever since that wonderful day, and they're speaking about the day that they met the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, they say, ever since that wonderful day, praise God, I'm satisfied. Dear friend, I could bring many people in this room up to this pulpit this evening to testify for the Lord Jesus Christ has satisfied their soul. And you remember, you know, you may remember a while back we considered that famous verse in the Gospel of John, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ offers you. That's what satisfies his everlasting life. Everlasting life. That's what he's offering you this evening. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, he is that life. And the body may crumble in the dust of death, but life, this life that Christ offers, eternal life, is not lost. It outlasts the span of human life, and it's the way to heaven. My question to you this evening must be, do you have this life? And if death were to knock on your door this evening, would you enter into the fullness of this life, which is heaven, or would you enter into the darkness of hell forever? Let me tell you something this evening. Don't think that death couldn't come to you. Because there were a number of men got into a submarine just a couple of, just last weekend. And they went down to explore that Titanic site. And tonight their souls are in eternity. Dear friend, no man knows what a day will bring forth. They thought they would come back to the surface and speak about their discoveries. And they never came back. All of those men are now in eternity. Not one of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And let me say to you this evening, as the Lord Jesus Christ in his own words says to you, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh unto the Father but my, by me. Can I ask you, are you depending on that sacrifice of Calvary? 
or if your life were to end tonight, after hearing this message, you would be left without excuse. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Saviour? Do you have assurance of heaven? You see, you can go to heaven without wealth. You can go to heaven without health and without fame and without learning, without big earnings, without duty, without beauty. But you'll never go to heaven without Christ. The Lord Jesus presents himself to you this evening. The way without there is no going. The truth without there is no knowing. The life and there is no living without him. And this evening as we close another gospel service, I plead with you that you'll come to Christ, that you'll believe in Christ, and that you'll know life through Christ. You see, when the Lord Jesus was hanging on the tree at Calvary, and when his blood was dripping down to the ground, when men were crying to him, look at you, you saved others, yourself you cannot save. Why don't you get down and save yourself? Why are you there? He didn't come down, my friend, because he wanted you in heaven. And he wanted you to come to the place where you'll never have to shed a tear again and never have to go to another doctor's appointment again and never have another heartache and never have another sleepless night because that's what heaven is. And he made that sacrifice for you at Calvary that if you would only come, he wanted you to be with him in heaven forever and he's done all that needs to be done and all that's required of you is to bow the knee, acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you've sinned against a holy God and to come to him and put your trust and faith in the finished work of Calvary. He endured the cross and he endured the shame and your sin and the punishment that God poured in him instead of pouring it in you in hell. And he took it all. Why? The children's chorus puts it well. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. So let me ask you tonight. Are you heaven bound? Have you grasped the reality of the place called heaven? Are you depending on Christ alone to get you there? How clear the Lord Jesus Christ makes it this evening. Don't complicate the gospel. It's simple. So simple a child can understand. And the Lord Jesus leaves us in no doubt how to get to heaven tonight. He says, I am the way, the truth and the light. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We're going to sing together as we close our service this evening. This hymn comes with great challenge to you if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour. It says, O sinner, the Saviour is calling for thee. Long, long has he called thee in vain. He called thee when joy lent its crown to thy days. He called thee in sorrow and pain. The refrain says this, O turn, while the Saviour in mercy is waiting. And steer for the harbour light, for how do you know? But your soul may be drifting over the dead line tonight. The Saviour is calling to you in mercy just now. I wonder, will you turn in faith to him? I will be available after the meeting if you want to speak with me. I cannot save you, but I can point you to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only way to heaven. He saved my soul, and he has saved many souls in this meeting already this evening. And let me tell you, he can save yours too.